0: Welcome to Good Money, everybody, where we're here to tell you how to be poor. Be poor, but happy. That's what it's all about. We're here to help you be happy. So, we have been doing this podcast for six, seven months Mm -hmm. now, something like that. And we get a lot of emails. We do. And they're... uh,
1: I I rarely answer them, and it's my fault. It's because of like an ingrained habit of just not answering things it's terrible <laughs> jacob's awesome at answering so if you send an email you've probably got jacob but i read it I did. <laughs> sometimes i even talk with jacob
0: about what should be said um c.s lewis i gotta just toss this in here c.s lewis um spent two hours every morning writing letters back to people that is not what i have to do but Um, He had this conviction that if he started the conversation through writing a book, then who was he to then not respond in the conversation? It's just rude. So anyways, my godfather instilled that into me. Yeah, for me, writing online
1: is like screaming at a crowd in a car moving past it.
0: Well, I think there's a good (laughs) chance that C.S. Lewis would agree with you, you know, rather than like a book versus, you know, podcasts.
1: But one of the emails that we've received (laughs) and dubiously responded to has been, so we tell people that blind investment is just rubbish and it's damaging your soul, but also the society as a whole and especially the church. Um, But what happens is once you say, okay, I'm not going to do blind investments. I'm going to get out, get rid of my stock portfolio. I'm going to say goodbye to my 401k, whatever it is. Then you're left with this problem. What do I do now?
0: Yeah, and for a lot of people, uh, what they want to know about is whether they should do what they sh- they should rent, you know, real is, estate. Is, yeah. is, is real estate investment part of the you know a good way, a good mm-hmm. Christian way of investing? And so we've gotten this email, you know, a few times a week, and instead of continuing to write new emails, I think we're just gonna All right. be able to share this podcast, or hopefully so. So, so I think really the place to start is with uh saint thomas's three criterion for a good investment this is comes out of secunda Secundi uh questions 77 and 78 if anybody's wondering about that but his three things are one that it has to be for the common good it has to be um truly a risk so that you are actively involved like a true owner in the Mm -hmm. um investment and then the third thing is that you have to work for it and if you can't work for if you're too old or something of that sort then you have to pray for it which of course means that you have to be investing in an endeavor worth praying for so those are the three things now when we we can apply those investment criterion to real estate still Mm -hmm. i think and the long and the short of it is well it really depends on where you are and what are the needs of your city um so uh so full disclosure Mark and I both have rental properties. Um, mm-hmm. In the case, mine's not in this country. His is in this country. Um yeah, in this country. <laughs> what's that?
1: I can, I can, I can throw a, a pebble at it from my house.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, you have to get a drone to strike your property. <laughs> well, <laughs> that often happens in that region, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a bad joke. <laughs> All right. So, but so so that's just full disclosure. Um, we won't really talk about our properties, but it's just just so you know, we're not saying anything. It's kind of a secretly. lovely 1940s home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah, um, and there. How and much I, are you? And you need to rent it out again. How much does somebody? No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um the but the I, the long and short of it is is um does somebody need to rent who needs to rent right um we're going to talk uh in this podcast about the renter society um at one point but just to hit full on who are the people that, in society that actually need to rent and i think the, the quick and easy answer is that those who don't intend to be in that place for very long
1: yeah i mean the the, the first part. The first thing you need to recognize before saying, I'm going to go into real estate, is that for the Catholic, you have to believe in the church's teaching, which is that all labor is orientated towards productive ownership mm-hmm. and ownership generally, which means that rent as such can only be a, a temporary, preliminary, and an unfortunate, really, situation. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, so we all made it. We're all saints. We're holy. Hurrah. Who rents from who? Ridiculous! No one rents from anyone. Every man has his fig tree and sits under it. Right? This Mm -hmm. is the this is the eschatological ideal ideal that has to guide our practical work. And one of the problems with investment in real estate um, is that what it can tend to do is tend you your heart towards desiring permanence of your renters, right? Mm -hmm. So wanting their situation of rent to be their lives, and that. I think is is depraved Um, so what you have to ask is what yeah like you're saying what situations are actually impermanent such that they justify an impermanent situation because there is an evil in irresponsible ownership Right, mm-hmm. like there, you can see that too. Although often, where you the most often see irresponsible ownership is in people buying up properties and then renting them out. So like their ownership is already secondhand. But there are some situations in which it'd be difficult for someone within their current vocation or office to um, rent or to own. So I'm thinking about students going to universities for yep. a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking about people that just need a halfway point. Between places, if they're you know moving from one place and looking for another. Yep, exactly. Um, So diplomats,
0: that's that's my excuse. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and one of the things that I think it's worth asking, like if you are investing in property and your point is to make money off of rents, um, well, first of all, you can't do that because you can't be guided by profit purely. You have to be solving a particular problem for people and for your society at large. One of the questions to ask any potential renter is what's your plan for owning? Mm-hmm. How
0: do we get you out of this? Yeah, so then there's one question. Oh, well, yeah. So there's a one question of uh, the renter. What are you doing? But then there's also another side of this is if we are really trying to be saints, then part of that is going to mean taking the position of Adam, who was called to work and to own, to reap, and so there's uh, the importance of then turning to the to the person renting, and and that and, and I think over and, over and above most things in in today's society is that people don't like having responsibilities, and so there's there's a the responsibility of work on the side of the person renting the the building, yeah. um, renting out the building, where where he doesn't like the idea of work. He, w- he wants he wants the his labor to. Uh, to be light compared to his reward. There's also the side of the person renting from that person where he doesn't want to have to deal with the maintenance or mm-hmm. uh or or really to try and creatively shape it in, in a particular way that life is too easy when you're or, or is much easier when you're just uh, you know, in a sense borrowing something from somebody else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that's another problem. Sure. That we have to can face in this this whole dilemma as well
1: yeah no I think I think that's I think that's right I mean I recognize it as a larger social problem of, of you know people wanting ownership to only before making money on the one hand and then people wanting uh, ease on, on the on the side of the renter um, well I think it's simple enough in that regard that there's a mutual obligation to mm-hmm. figure that out. And if you can't honestly say, I mean, one of the most obvious ways to do it is your renter, your rent, the person that rents with their total income, they need to be making enough money at the end of the day to be saving up for ownership. Mm-hmm. So this is something we often talk about in terms of wages, like the responsibility of an employer is to give their employee enough money, which includes the ability for a thrifty man to save up to own, right? So it's this weird suicidal rule that the church writes into doing business it's like how do i make it so you don't need the wage anymore Mm. that's that should be what guides all business it never does uh (laughs) well sometimes it does now but it's similar with rent like if you're if the rent that's being charged is such that the business the person can't save up enough money to not need to rent anymore in some way then that's too much rent yeah i mean that's that's unjust Mm -hmm. and you might say oh but i really need it for X, Y, and Z, but then, then the question is, well then, should rent be the way you do it?
0: Yeah, Which we'll, we'll talk a little more about, but... um, But let's just get into the, before we get into the more practicals. Sure, I'm feeling we, practical today. Yeah, Can you well, tell? yeah, it's actually kind of shocking. I'm surprised. <sighs> no theory, <laughs> just praxis. Well, let's get into the theology of rent though, because I think there's something really important here, that mm. within, we've talked about it a million times, within the universal destination of all earthly goods, you do have the gift of creation given to all of us, which means that ultimately it's still owned by God. Uh, Like this is what the classics all say. It's like, how can you claim the land when when it's owned by God? But it's gifted to all of us. Mm -hmm. It's something that we then get to participate with him in. So that means that we get to be able to creatively shape it. Um, But a gift always... Ties people together, so it's not as if you uh, have claim over it without God. So mm-hmm. that's that's the point. Uh, with, but if the real core of Christianity, I'm going to make a big claim. We can defend it in a second. If the big, if the major core of Christianity is mediation, if it is participation, um, words that we can use synonymously, then then that means that we are supposed to be taking on the divine life in such a way as that we do recreate um, what we have in a profound and wonderful way so that uh, more people might be lifted and embraced and welcomed into uh, the community of love, which is the church.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the,
0: the church distributes
1: ownership and that's not just of houses or, or commercial buildings. Um, It's, it's from the ground up. I mean, what does a father do with a son? He's not trying to give him virtues that are that are rented from the Father, as mm. if you only have courage insofar as you continually can refer to the Father, and He's the real source of right. any virtues you have. That's not virtue at all, a pose, and it's actually uh, t- tyrannical, really. That's mm. what that becomes. No, the whole point of <clears throat> loving fatherhood and motherhood is to give the virtues away. I mean, the joy, the true joy of fatherhood is not to say, like, ah, my my own power has been extended in this person. It's to say uh, he can actually do the thing on his own, right? That's that's how you feel watching the kid learn how to play soccer
0: or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's just big old soccer dad politics here. Yep. We're on a soccer team together now. It's cool. Yeah. Just had to throw that in. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And of course, with the, the whole mumbo jumbo about overpopulation and such, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's part of the narrative of scarcity right. that the pagan world preaches, but just is not true. No. It's
1: not a real problem. We can distribute land. We can distribute resource and wealth. Um, it's just a matter of justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we the the difficulty that you have when you say, okay, I'm gonna get rid of my 401k, I'm gonna go to real estate, is that you live in a renter society. Yeah. And it's hard not to participate in that. What I mean by renter society is pretty simple. It's just that owned goods. Um, are exchanged for rented conveniences. We mm-hmm. talked about that with the house. It's like there's difficulties that come with ownership. You have to learn some skills to fix your house, etc. cetera. Um, so you rent the convenience, right? And by switching from owned goods to rented convenience, actual ownership gets pushed to the top, right? Because if more and more people rent, it actually means that fewer and fewer, and fewer people own Till eventually you get to the state that, you know america is in today for instance where i think bill gates owns most of the farmland You we have companies yeah. like yeah. black balls <laughs> come on blackstone blackrock <laughs> black pebble pebble uh, you know just buying up buying up properties um so the point being that we live within this i mean the powers of this earth advertise and and work um to get us to exchange things we own for things we rent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at one point we owned the skill of navigation, now we rent it from Google. At one point we owned the skill of sexual arousal, now we uh, rent it through pornography companies. At one point we owned um, the sort of power of communication, uh, and now we rent it from various social media groups and such. And, and or in or every books point, or encyclopedias, sure, and now sure.
0: we, we rent data, you know, every month. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know? or, or, you know, one example I had to use is we used to own education in the sense that. Uh, you had a living memory, um, and now we rent the ability to look things up. And I'm being obviously dramatic here, right? There's there's ways to carve out owned skills, um, but John Paul II says that that skill is the is the new form of property. So he's he he looks at you know houses, uh, you know actual wealth like gold, and land and mm-hmm. land, and then the ability to do something all mm-hmm. on this continuum of ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes perfect sense to me. So we live in a society in which wealth and ability is amassed, so really power is amassed, to fewer and fewer people through the exchange of ownership for rent. And so when you say, okay, I'm going to rent, you, you have to acknowledge that the overall move of people into rent is is part of a deeply evil, profoundly evil, um, uh, disease within our society mm-hmm. and that your rent has got to tend people towards ownership or you're just taking you're just taking part in that
0: right absolutely and so on the side of the person who's now accumulating everything that's all the property everything is owned they're the ones that uh then are able to as we're kind of talking about in money and magic right uh that podcast to manipulate the rest of the population Mm -hmm. including the prices including the prices Um, but they are also the ones that have an a, a sight into the skills they are one of the few people that really know how the mechanisms work from everything from your phone to sure. the financial systems to how to fix a house, sometimes
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes. Exactly. I say sometimes. There's some bad landlords. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they don't know anything. They just hire. I mean, they're, everyone's renting, right? Yeah. Um, but then there's the other side of those who are renting who really just find it convenient in 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 a real sense, um, like the god kings that are ruling over them.
1: Yeah, and this is and, the tough part about Catholic teaching is that on the one hand, you really want to just be like. On the side of the poor against the rich, Mm -hmm. but the problem with America is that all the poor think they're rich and want to live like the rich, Mm -hmm. and so you're actually still just talking to the rich. Just some of the rich don't have money, (laughs) and when you're talking to them, it's like we don't have. We our faith just doesn't give us the ability to be, you know, just class warriors. Like in the end, we have to say no. Like as the people go, as the king goes, it's all part of one society. And and I think yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Like it's it is as much a crisis uh, i mean i experience this daily in our city it's as much a crisis of people not they they are conditioned and habituated sure but at the end of the day they really don't want to own things
0: right right you know? i mean this is a big thing but it's see.
1: the belief of the of uh, it's a conviction of us that if they did they would i mean this is <laughs> this is where we're not like we're not subjectivists we're not just saying like well whatever makes people happy yeah because we recognize that people can be made happy by Things deeply, deep, profoundly below the glories of their nature, Like right. What what they're capable of.
0: You find this come up in the sacred scriptures when somebody is under a god king that they that they moan, they groan, they weep, and yeah. this, you see this in, uh, you know, Exodus mentions this when the when the Israelites are under Pharaoh. Uh, I mean, the Book of Wisdom actually just spells it out. He says this is just how it works. You know, when somebody's enslaved to somebody else, you know, they only realize that they are when they start to moan and groan, and yeah. uh, and, and it happens all you know, all throughout this Old Testament. But that all implies that there's a time when they're not moaning and groaning. Oh, under I mean, God think King. about the
1: Israelites, you know, thinking fondly back on their time in Egypt when they had cucumbers, mel- melons, and, and leeks, and <laughs> you know, those are the days. It, it, it can feel like that, right? Like when, if you just have your material goods provided for you um, through whatever method, um, then any kind of I mean that that just appears as good and you stop thinking or stop caring about the deeper longings of your nature I think.
0: Right exactly and but also I can't remember which prophet said it it's probably Jeremiah too he said uh, you you never asked me whether or not to go down to mm-hmm. to Egypt. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is speaking to the Israelites. Mm-hmm. So even though they I mean I think it, it's clear that the that the cucumbers melons and leeks are kind of a f- fag <laughs> A, a fragment of their imagination or figment of their imagination. Yeah. excuse me. Um, but still, they weren't supposed to be down there. Mm-hmm. They were under a different rule. Yeah. They were under a different king. So, so this is what we're claiming too, is that, yeah, a lot of people would prefer to stay where they are right mm-hmm. now, but we need to be raised up in Christ to be able to mediate, to be right. able to participate. And, and just yeah. to
1: remind everyone, you know, the ideals of ownership are because it is proper to each person to give themselves and to sacrifice themselves. Ownership is what allows us to be comfortable to have families. It's what allows us to have what the church calls a hearth of charity, right? Like an actual, actual goods, which we then can distribute yep. to the poor, to our family, to our friends. So it's not... It's not the church is not just saying like, hey, wouldn't it be great if we just sliced up the pie and everyone got it? And To some extent, that's true, but it's not a pie, right? It's a life. It's not something you consume. Uh, it's something you further give so that you can be more like God, who does give. I mean, we, the crisis of rent is the crisis that only some people get to look like God. Yeah, exactly. Everyone else becomes slaves. Mm-hmm. Whereas within the Christian society, the point is that we are all destined for participation in divinity and if we aren't imitating that in our social structures here mm-hmm. right we, we're training people not to 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 be unfamiliar with heaven where that is what happens yeah that is a participation in divinity
0: well you see this with just the relationship of the, of the father the son and the holy spirit you'd mm-hmm. say you wouldn't say that one is is this you might say that it's monarchical in a certain sure. way but you wouldn't say that one's a slave to the other you certainly wouldn't say <laughs> two are renting divinity from the one <laughs> Okay, but let's get back a little bit. Yeah. That, so
1: that's the sort of a, a, the broad theological point, and maybe the crisis of of renting. But to talk practically here, number one, we acknowledge there are times when renting makes sense, as long as they're viewed as as a remedial. Okay, so actually conversing with people so that that remedial status is understood, I think could help make you know rent something more palatable. The other thing is simply that if you're going to do real estate investment, it doesn't always have to be rent. There are places in this world where flipping is is not only a good, but maybe even a necessity. Oh my gosh! Now, yeah. but by flipping, I just simply mean you know what you guys probably already know: you fix a house and you turn it for a profit. Yep. It is. You should pursue profit at that point. You might as well think of yourself as a worker demanding a wage, albeit weirdly from a market. So maybe don't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> but what 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 are you doing? You're seeing an actual problem. You're not seeing. Purely opportunity, it has to be an actual problem. So, like if you're just sitting online looking for rental properties or, or looking for properties to flip nationwide, you are being evil. I would say that you are not evil yet, ontologically. Your will is not fixed. You have time to convert. Don't do that. If, however, you live in a particular city, a particular town, a particular place, and you can say, whoa, one of our big problems is empty properties, vacant properties, properties being used for drug houses, properties ca- causing damage to the whole street. Um, there is a need to fix it up, mm-hmm. and if you, in serving your community in that way, can turn it for a profit, that's awesome. But the point is, if you don't turn it for a profit for a profit, you've still done a good, right? Mm-hmm. You will never ever have wasted your time doing that. Yep. But if you're in a situation where if you don't turn a profit, you're like, well, what a waste, and you fall into despair, it's because you you, you started with a totally wrong unchristian attitude. Right? Yeah.
0: When whenever you say something like or think to yourself, "Man, this flipping market is really competitive." Then you can say, "Oh, great! It's being covered. I'm not needed for it." I'm not in the right city. Yeah, yeah. Unless or, or, or I'm not needed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe you are in the right city. It's just not needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something else that you should be doing there. Um, totally. And, and I
1: think another another thing is like to look at land itself. So um, land can be an investment. One of the other crises we have in America is uh, soil degeneration. Oh, it's man. not true everywhere, but it's yeah. true in a lot of places. I mean, if you just follow the path of industrial strip mining, you will—it's j- millions and millions of acres of just land that can barely grow a dandelion.
0: Yeah, right? I mean, it's it's brown, it's gross, it's yeah. disgusting, and really all it needs is some sheep and, and some, some cows, cows. And some chicken, so. maybe some chickens, maybe some chickens. Yeah. So if okay. you look at like, <laughs> I mean, there's
1: different ways to do this. We're not going to go into this for this particular episode, but rotational grazing and different practices can take dead land and give it new life Um, this is a sort of long-term investment but if you i mean there is an actual movement of people who are trying to get pieces of agriculture of of agriculture of land um, where they can homestead where they can live a little bit apart from the structures of this society i mean we're seeing this more and more Mm -hmm. Um, well one of the great needs one of the great problems is that Is twofold, soil degeneration, right? And then just amassments of land. So I think there's two opportunities here to actually help the society that you're in and turn a profit, namely um, actually regenerating soil and then selling the land at a profit, which I think is a little bit radical and would definitely require a particular life that smells a little bit like goats for you to live. And the other one is just if you have the means and you have the money to take large holdings and try to develop them into smaller... Once, mm. I mean, people. It, this is a, this is a more lengthy discussion, but as we move from like agribusiness style um, land use to actually distributed, small scale, sustainable agriculture, there's mm-hmm. an opportunity to take to take big chunks, make them into small chunks, and distribute the land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that the the government will never do because they're too scared. So it it probably falls to, to
0: yeah to people individuals. to do this. Yeah. So two last really quick practical things. Uh, the government is not on our side for this. I mean, they they were the ones that created this sort of renter society. Oh, can I say something about like that? With, I'm sorry, yeah. i whole... sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, just to, to tee you up here, um, what, what you find with uh, HUD housing, with the whole LBJ war on poverty, let's rent, let's give free housing to the poor, it's not just that the government owns, fixes up, and uses tax money to take care of this. That's fine. I like that. But continue. Yeah. <laughs> It's that there actually are private owners of those uh, buildings. Right. Like what what we've done
1: is created a fixed landlord class. So Mm -hmm. people who are in poverty, the the agreement is that they always are given help with rent. They are never given help to own. Yep. I mean, look at any particular housing program. This is what it gets. So what you have is a permanent and assured landlord class. Right, who are also super unmotivated to take care of their properties and their people in a
0: real way. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, no. Let's just spill that out. If you're always getting rent money from the government, yeah. no matter what, how poorly or how well you keep up the property, then you're not going to be super motivated to, be able to, to fix it up, to make it a beautiful place for people to live. And this is what we see over and over again, rat infested. It's just gross. The ceilings are collapsing. The toilets are... You know, I, mean, the I presume that there's this.
1: probably places where it's better regulated, but certainly that's yeah. my experience.
0: Yeah, no, that's certainly not what we see here. So, um, so, so, but again, it comes back to: Are you working in order to serve a need? Are you renting? Are you as somebody who owns property? Are you renting it out in order to serve a need, or are you doing it just to gain a profit? Again, right. these are
1: part of the question Yeah. Okay. Here. So, and then, and then, the last thing, and I think this is really important, is that we have this idea that everyone should invest so this comes from especially when you're getting out of just sort of blindly having stuff in the uh stock market you have this idea like okay i was doing this so now i need something to replace it yep and maybe you kind of buy okay i'll probably make a little less money but your your mindset is still that my money needs to be out there working for me yep it's not necessarily the case i mean this needs to be set up up front it is maybe the case that your needs and the needs of your community combine in such a way that the right thing for you to do is to invest both for your own sake and for the sake of your community. Yeah. And it's
0: your skills. You actually have the skills to be able to do it. I think this is a huge side of it too, is that people assume that because the access to investment is so easy today that everybody should invest. But if you follow St. Thomas's line of thought here, one of the criterion being that you should work for the company or being able to advise for it, or something of that sort, that means that your your skills have to line up. Totally. You know, and and that just might not be the case. It might not be the case. And and it's all and just the last thing with it is that investing, technically speaking, is tricky. It's tough. You need to know what you you're doing, and so it's it is in a in a particular sense an apostolate in and of itself, which means it's not for everybody. Now, that one's really tough because uh, folks think, well, goodness, if I just keep all my money in my bank account, you know, my purchasing power is going to plummet every year. And yeah, that's true. That's why we recommend putting things in, in precious metals of sorts. It holds its value better. Um, but uh, but that doesn't mean that you need to find an alternative method of investment. Yeah, if you're good, I mean, Aquinas says you
1: should only have as much wealth uh, as is fitting for your office. So we've said this hundred times. We'll say it again. Look at your office. What do you do? You're a father. You have this job. You own this property. You need this much, you know, to take care of all your mm-hmm. responsibilities. Um, if less you can say, I have a particular calling to do a particular thing where I need more money, mm-hmm. then you don't invest. And then you're free. Ha ha. <laughs>
0: Just live. Be happy. <laughs> and with that note.
1: <laughs> okay, so I hope, that, I hope that helps. I mean, yeah. there's a lot more that can be said because there's a lot more... um there's there's a general question that i think still needs answering right which is alternative forms of investment but i do i i do want to that might that whole thing might have sounded very negative mm. right against investing in real estate um i actually think that it's a real opportunity to to just learn what it really means to invest because real estate by definition is a particular place that you should care about. And that very clearly bears the imprint of your character so that if you're a crappy person, you're going to do a crappy job with your property. And so I think that it is a obvious way to transition out of blind investing because it's visible. Or at least it should be. Don't be doing it from a distance. Like I said, um, it's a he's looking at me when he says that. i know you got problems uh (laughs) transitioning to visible forms of investment um i think is going to be really helpful in building up a christian society because then our the effects of our virtues our vices our responsibilities our lack of responsibility uh all of this becomes very apparent when we actually take real places and people under Mm -hmm. our wing um in order to do great things so i'm not I don't know how you're feeling at the end of this, but I'm saying it's it's not a knock on investing in real estate. It's just a, a pause to say, yes, this is a potential way of both serving your community and yourself within a single investment, but do
0: you need to? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, again, we're stuck in a very transient system and uh, a, our society as a whole. And so there are going to be legitimate needs for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are needs that, that people can be can meet it with. now. There is the larger question of what other forms that can can we invest in in a good and holy way, but that's in a real sense going to take people's own creativity to figure out what what those are. Um, and I, I gotta I gotta sell my property now, man. I just realized. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just the the movement from
1: it's the movement from renting to flipping. You know. Oh, that's what I was going to say. i sorry. I I think there's a side of this in in the renters. Okay, so we always talk about what the owner should do. I have a suspicion here. Maybe this is totally wrong. That there are many landlords of whatever kind out there that don't really want to be a landlord. The reason I have this suspicion is because I keep meeting people that just complain and complain and complain about their properties and all they have to do. And I think it's actually a really good sign, right? If there's landlords that are actually like harried (laughs) uh, as opposed to just you know siphoning off rents Um, you should approach if you're interested in this you should approach um, your landlord and ask them to change your rental agreement to a rent to own agreement Mm -hmm. i mean this is just one of the simplest ways that the christian society can begin to flourish is that if people are convicted they can have these conversations with the people they're renting from and maybe the answer is no maybe it's like no i i have other plans for this or No, of course, I want to be a landlord skimping rent off the top. What's wrong with you, peasant? And then you get hit with a big big sword or something. But um, it might not be, right? It Mm -hmm. might be an opportunity for them to grow and to give and to translate their uh, desire for profits into a desire to profit for the sake of the other as well. So it introduces the orientation towards ownership.
0: Um, and after this yeah. past year and all the different laws, COVID and whatever laws that that came up with renting and mm-hmm. it really yeah. made it tough for some landlords that they might be willing to do this yeah. now rather than, you know, two years ago.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's also just a simple, it's a simple way to, um, it's a simple way to check your own, the motivations that are in with your own soul both as a renter and as an owner, Mm -hmm. because if you go ahead and imagine that to yourself, like, well, what if this was a rent to own? Mm -hmm. Then you're going to start asking like, well, do I really want this property? Is this really where I want to be in life? And then you realize, oh shoot. What I'm actually doing is considering becoming a particular person in a particular place rather than just being a transient, maybe I'll do something next year, maybe I won't. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to start thinking like, man, well, I better find a wife. And then you're having kids and it's, it's a great exercise. <laughs> Likewise, in the case of the landlord, it's the same thing. You consider, okay, I've got these rental properties. Now someone's approached me and he wants to own. Why do I own these things? Hmm. Do I want it to go to someone else? Do I want to distribute ownership? I mean, maybe nine times nine times out of 10, it's a no, I really don't. I want to cling and suck the blood of every renter i can find yeah but one out of ten times it's it's saying you know i got into this because i saw a need Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and maybe i can fulfill that need in a meaningful way for this particular family in Mm -hmm. a way that just continuing to to rent for rent's sake will will never fulfill Yep, maybe ever optimistic (sighs) well at least we're not hobbesian at, you know, at the end of the day, you can just snuggle up to your pillow and say, I'm not Thomas Hobbes. And that's where
0: we'll leave you, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll see you next one. God bless you. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>